welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Praise God. Well, um, we're going to continue with our study just on faith this morning. Um, Just a quick recap that we've been learning about, that the just shall live by faith. And Lord, we thank you for your word, and your word is life to us today, and for Holy Spirit giving us revelation, knowledge, and impartation of your word to us in Jesus' name. Um, We've learned that faith is how the Father functions, how Jesus was an imitator of the Father, and he functioned by faith, and Jesus is our example. Um, Our foundation scripture that we've been leaning on every week is Hebrews 11 and verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We've learned that faith is not a movement. It's not a doctrinal position. It's not um, a particular type of church. We've learned that we are born again, hallelujah, through faith. And um, that that's the way every Christian functions. Amen. That uh, faith is foundational to our relationship with God. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 7 says, We walk by faith and not by sight. That we've learned that in Romans 12 and 3, that faith, uh, everybody is given a measure of faith. Each one has received a measure, but we can grow that measure. And um, that hope, we looked at hope, the difference between hope and faith, that hope is the blueprint of faith. And then faith comes along and faith grabs onto that, what we're hoping for, and it brings it into being in a reality. We've learned that faith is now. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And last week we covered that faith does not limit God. Amen? God is not limited. We are the only ones who limit, it, limit him or limit what he wants to do in our life. Um, ongoing, but we have that measure of faith and we're growing that faith, then the faith that we're growing will not limit God. Amen? So um, today I just want to go further and um, Galatians in chapter 6. Galatians in chapter, or Galatians 5 and verse 6 says that faith works by love. So we can have grown all the faith, we can have that measure of faith, we can be diligently working it out and so forth, but faith works by love. If love is not operating in our life, that faith that we're growing is not going to work. So it's important that we look at this today. A major hindrance then to faith working in our life is anywhere there's lack of love, anywhere where there's unforgiveness um, that's, that's... bitterness, resentment that's harboring, strife that could be harboring somewhere in our heart, that is going to hinder our faith working. You know, C.S. Lewis said, forgiveness is a wonderful idea until we have to forgive someone. Anybody ever been there? (laughs) Great idea. Oh, yes, yes. Uh The Bible says it. 
And then when it comes time, not so good idea. I'm sure we've all been there. But forgiveness, unforgiveness, it's like somebody's hurt you, somebody's said something, done something, or maybe they've failed to do something, but you feel because of that there's a debt owed. They owe me. You know, I've heard those words have come out of my mouth. I'll make her pay. I'll make him pay. Huh? And you just see grovel, 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 and depend on your personality type, how that outworks itself. You know, some people can just, you know, just let that anger flow and those words just go out right away and already there's strife and division, there's a rift. And other people just, you know, they handle it more sensitively and, you know, you wouldn't even know anything's happened. But you know what happens to their anger? It doesn't just come straight out, but it goes down. It goes down deep, deep, deep. But on the outside, oh, boy, they're very calm very collective, they're carrying on in their own way and their own, you know, they're just functioning but that is anger that is suppressed and it's no different from the anger that's outburst both are wrong and both are detrimental completely, so it's just personality types and how you deal with it but at the end of the day, whether it's anger that's gone down and be suppressed and gone into resentment or whether that's an outburst, it has to be dealt with. Because there's strife, there's a division, there's a rift, there's a hurt, there's something that's happened. And so what forgiveness is, is it's extending that, huh? it's that releasing that person from you, it's cancelling that debt. You know, if Galatians 5 and 6 says, faith works by love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 8 we know says, love never fails. So faith works by love that never fails. So if you have love that never fails working in your life, your faith is going to work. And we need our faith to work. Amen? We can't be like that little fish in water and it's just swimming right and right in one fin or something. We need we need to be working the way God has functioned us to work and that is by living by faith. So um, let's just read, if we turn to Luke and chapter 6 this morning. Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 27. Luke 6, 27 through to 38. It says, but I say to you, and I'm reading from New King James, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Now, that takes faith, wouldn't you say? Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. You know, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You know, the word is clear. It's, it's not saying that everything in this word you're going to find easy to do. But when you do it, easy or not, there's the blessing. And we need to stay under that blessing umbrella Verse 29, to him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who you love, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. 
And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? Do you see he's talking about credit over and over? What credit? There's a credit to our account. Our account, like there's um, Abraham, remember? He, it was a credit to him for righteousness because of his faith. You know, God marks every time we do this word. He looks and he sees. And there's a credit to our account. You know, there's a reward by those walking in faith. And faith is trust in God. And what is trust in God? Trust in God is, I believe you. I believe every bit of this word, every word here. And I'm going to do it. I trust you, God. Verse 34 says, And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you for even the sinner's lend to receive as much back? But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward, there's the word reward again, it will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And then it goes into that scripture, which we often talk about at offering. But a lot of times, because of time and things, we lift that verse out. But here it says, now give, and it will be given unto you. Good pressure. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will it be put in your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. Um, You know, God is such a good God. He wants us to be well supplied. He wants things working in our life. He wants every relationship in our life to be good. He wants our family life to be great. He wants our, 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 whatever we're working on, whatever our job is, whatever our assignment. I like to say, you know, you're assigned. If you're, whatever your work, whatever your career is, that's where God has assigned you. Amen? If you're full-time in the ministry, that's where God has assigned you. He wants you to be fulfilled in all that you do. And, he, and the only way it's going to work is this word and how we put this word to work. And so our faith will only work by love and by doing this word. Everything in this passage. Um, You know, you can pray and pray. You can pray faith-filled prayers, but God's the one who looks at your heart. And when he's looking at our heart, he's looking at my heart, he's looking for love. Who's ever been in your prayer time? And it's just been like your prayers has gone up, hit the ceiling and bounced back in your head again. Anybody ever had that? I've had that. And I have no, oh. So I have to go through, oh, if I got this against, this against, and, you know, release that, release that. And then whatever the Lord says to do, whether it's to get with that person, whether it's to say sorry, or whether it's to go to someone and say, look, have I done something to hurt you? Have you something against me? And different times I've had to go out of my way, drive out of my way when it hasn't been convenient, take time out of my week 
to go and deal with something because somebody has ought against or I have a problem. Um, because I don't want my prayers going up and pfft. It's a relationship with the Lord. And you know fine rightly you, when you're in that time with him, when you're just, you just know, oh, fellowship, that relationship never changes. He's always father. You're always son or daughter. But you know when fellowship has been um, interfered with, don't you? It's like, um, you know, husband and wife, and you have a wee bit of a squabble or a tiff. And, um, you know, he asks you out for a meal or asks you out for coffee or something. You take it or leave it, you know, because fellowship has been interrupted somewhat. So you're not going to enjoy that coffee or that meal time or that walk or whatever it is until that love is flowing to full capacity again. Amen? So just like our fellowship with the, with the Lord, with Holy Spirit, it has to be right. We've got to keep it right. And then we know that as we pray, he hears and he's going to answer because we are walking in love in this word. So um, Mark and chapter 11 New King James Version, and verse 22 to verse 26. Mark chapter 11. This is a very famous passage whenever you're teaching on faith, but here Jesus says, Jesus answered, and he said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And you know that's what it is. Some people have faith in faith, but it's not it's your faith is in God. Have faith in God. Verse 23, for, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them, and you will have them. Just in that passage there, you see that, you know, belief is mentioned once. Believe in your heart. Twice, if you count, do not doubt. But three times it says in that passage, say, whoever says to this mountain. And, you know, God has told us to speak to the mountain, speak to the problem, speak to the circumstance, and command it to move, command it to shift. And that's what he's given us authority in our life to do by faith. So whatever he says, whatever you says, it'll be done. And he will have whatever he says. So what we say is important. So I ask you today, what are you saying? What things are you saying? What are you prophesying into your life? Oh, tomorrow's going to be a bad day because, you know, so-and-so and this and this is happening in school or this is going to happen in work, you know. Oh, you're dreading tomorrow. Well, you're prophesying into tomorrow, and you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a bad day for you because you just said it. But if you're saying, you know, well, tomorrow you're talking to your husband, well, tomorrow there's going to be this and there's going to be that and that. And I am believing that even in that situation, it will. that's the way to say it. You're not denying the fact that you have to face something that's difficult, but it's what you say. So watch your words and what you say, and you're believing in your heart. Um, but let's go on to verse 25 there, and we see how forgiveness is linked to prayer. 
So right after just talking about faith, Jesus says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, what is anything? Anything. If you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So if love isn't flowing in your life, faith will not be flowing in your life, and grace won't be flowing in your life, because by grace you're saved through faith. It's, you know, we access that grace through faith. Ephesians in chapter 4 Uh, And reading from the New Living Translation, Ephesians in chapter 4, starting in verse 31, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other. So there's the opposite of the previous verse. Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know, I've heard people say, okay, I don't have a problem with this one or that one. No, I've forgiven them from my heart. But you know, if, they, if somebody's coming down the street, they'll duck into a shop or they'll just hide behind somebody, right? So, you know, you can fool yourself all you want, but you'll never fool God and you'll never fool anybody else who's watching and looking. You can say you forgive him, but you know, actions speak a lot. Verse 5, it says, Imitate God, therefore in everything you do, believe as his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and he offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So in those times... When it's difficult, we look to Jesus, our example, who went to the cross for undeserving people. Amen? Who did no wrong. He is our example. You know, strife is a killer. Last week we were talking about our dreams. What are we dreaming of? What are we believing for? Um, you know, we're encouraging you to write down things on paper, that those things you're believing for. And um, whether that's in, in your family, um, job, career, souls being saved, your ministry, going to a missions trip, you know, whatever that is, write it down. But you know, unforgiveness is going to kill that dream and those dreams. It's going to completely hinder. Strife is extremely dangerous and has got no business being in any Christian's life. And that's why God speaks a lot as to how to deal with it. It's got no business, and it's got no business in this church. Strife has got no business in the church of a living God. Um, any team that I've ever led, you will hear, anybody who's been any team over the years, you will hear me say, the unity of this team is paramount. And uh, I, I, I ask you to endeavor to sort it out between each other. But if it's not sorted out between each other and it comes to my attention, then I will get involved because I'm a guarder of the unity in the spirit. 
because you won't go anywhere because only in the unity is the commanded blessing. And if there's disunity, no unity, or a little unity, there's not that blessing flowing. So we're kidding ourselves. So unity is so, so important, whether it's in the home, whether it's in church, between friends, between the marriage, it's unity. And it's love flowing, it's not strife. You know, some people can be just argumentative. And know any argumentative people? You just know them, you see, you know, and that, well, you know, if, if you know that argumentative person, and I'm sure there's no argumentative people in here, but if for any reason there is, change it. Get in line with the word quick, quick, very quick. Um, because it opens the door to strife. Any form of argument will open the door to strife. Strife will hinder your dreams, vision, the blessing, blessing blocker. Big blessing blocker. You know, some, some homes are just disarray. There's just, you know, arguments going left, right, and center. The cat kicks the dog, and the, the mom kicks the cat. And, you know, it's just, it's just that, that's, and the kids, that's all they've known. Get rid of it, because it's just going to be strife. You know, and if that happens and you've got to train yourself, maybe you've just, that's all you've ever known. Maybe you've been brought up that way and your parents or one of the parents were brought up that way and so, you know, it becomes learned behavior. Well, we've got to unlearn that behavior and be in this word and pick out the scriptures that deal with it and go, Lord, help me when I want to just shoot off my mouth, when I just want to smack the kid, when I want to kick the dog, help me, God so that my home can be a, you know, have peace flowing and have love flowing and be that quiet and that gentle place where faith is flowing. It's got a faith atmosphere, amen? Um, James and three, James chapter three, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation, James chapter three, verse 14 to 17 says, but if there is bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart. See, we need to check our heart from time to time. We don't, all, we don't want to be inward looking all the time, but you know, we, do, we need to, to, from time to time, check. Bitter jealousy or competition hiding in our heart. Don't deny it. Don't try and compensate for it by boasting and being phony. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom but can best be described as the wisdom of the world, both selfish and devilish, demonic. Verse 16. So wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles, or some translations, New King James translation will use confusion. You will have confusion. And every kind of meanness flowing. But the wisdom that's from above, is always pure, it's always filled with peace, it's always considerate, it's always willing to yield, it's always teachable, it's filled with love, and it never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form. You know, the, there's the fruits of the Spirit, we'll go on to read here, you all know them, the fruits of the Spirit. Um, 
And we've just read about the works of the flesh, and we'll read on there. But the fruits of the Spirit will be hindered and they'll be stopped by arguments and by strife. They'll not function. They'll not be functioning. Uh, well, let's look at Galatians 5. Again, you live in translation. Galatians 5 and verse 19 to 23. Verse 19 to 23. It says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the flesh, The results are very clear, and here are the works of the flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. Goes on to say pornography, different translations. Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness wild parties, and other sins like these. That's all works of the flesh. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, for the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, and it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there's no law against these things. Amen? So we want the gifts of the Spirit functioning and working in our life. So we've got to say no to strife. We've got to say no to arguments. And if for any reason we get into an argument, quickly we say sorry and we make it right. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? She'd had that condition for 12 years. She could have blamed the doctors for everything that was wrong. You know, she'd spent all of her money, and yet she was getting worse, not better. Um, her financial situation, she was she'd nothing. But she didn't blame. She didn't blame the doctors. Well, how do you know, Pastor Karen? Doesn't say that in the word. Because she was healed, that's why we know. Her faith was working. She touched the helm of his garden, and she was healed. So she hadn't unforgiveness because faith works by love. But she could have blamed the doctors. Now I'm even worse. Now I have no finances. You know, anytime you blame others, it's going to hinder your faith. When you use a blame game, it'll hinder your faith, anger and resentment and disappointments and different things in life can lead us to, from time to time, blaming those around us or blaming somebody. This wouldn't have happened if... He hadn't done that. Or who's ever blamed himself? If I'd only done that different, I wouldn't be facing this now. And you blame yourself. But it hinders your faith. So, you know, there she is. She's hurting. She's in a continual lockdown. Remember this lady? Because the Mosaic law says, you know, if, if you're bleeding, lady bleeding, you cannot go out of your house. Imagine that. We did, well, a three, three and a half month lockdown. This 12 year lockdown, she was off. She'd have gone out of her house. She'd have been stoned. She had reason to be angry, bittered. What's this life? You know, but no. Hallelujah. And we know it wasn't the doctors did that to her. We know we have an enemy. It was Satan. He's the one. He's the one that brings uh, sickness 
and disease. He's the author of sickness and disease. So remember, when there's not that love flowing, there's not that faith flowing, there's not that grace flowing. Hallelujah. You know, God can't do anything for you. He's trying to get things to you. He's trying to speak to you. But you know, even without faith, you, you'll not hear God. Your faith has to be operating to hear him and pick up right what he's saying. Anybody have times you're just hearing God? Oh, it's so easy. You're hearing God, hearing God, here, And then all of a sudden, I'm not sure if that's quite right. <laughs> you check your love walk. When, when something interf in, is interfering, you know, fearing with my hearing God. I have to check something, something not right in here, in my love. So that's even by faith. Without faith, you need to hear, you, you can't hear God. So that's why it's so important. It's by faith. It, we please God. It's our faith. It's impossible to please him without faith. Hallelujah. And you know what pleases God is he wants to bless us. He wants to bless and bless and bless and he wants us to continue. He's blessed us. He wants us walking in that blessing more and more and more. But he sees if they got off here, if they get off into bitterness, if they get into strife, if they get into arguments, oh, that blessing that I have intended for them, they're not going to receive. And he's so pleased when we're well supplied. He's so pleased to see our faith work. He's so pleased when our family come into the kingdom. He's so pleased when we're doing what he has asked us to do. Amen? So he set out in his way, in this word, a way for us to walk. We're to walk by faith, and faith works by love. And forgiveness is a command. It's not an option. It says, will I do that today? It's a commandment. And as you forgive, those blessings will flow. You know, God cannot bless in an atmosphere of unforgiveness. He just can't. He can't go against his word. It's a spiritual law. And, um, you know, as we've read, Mark eleven twenty six. also it's in Matthew 6, in the Lord's Prayer, all about forgiveness. And if you don't forgive, he cannot forgive you. He cannot forgive you. So you don't want to hinder any of God's blessing flowing in your life. None. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. So we're just gone past our time. Let's just close our eyes. And um, wait on the, the Holy Spirit for a minute or two. Maybe perhaps as I've been speaking... that you've been, um, something's come up, maybe some, somebody has come up before you. We just ask Holy Spirit now that you would just surface other things. Any place where there's unforgiveness, anybody, Lord, that I have been blaming, any circumstances that um, there's been failures, and I've been blaming myself, that you just surface those things. Any place where we've been out of the will of God, we, we come to you, Lord, and we just ask you to surface all these things now.
In Jesus' name, we look, look into our hearts, we look into our life, we look in for any area of strife, Lord God, we don't want, I don't want anything hindering the dreams that I'm carrying. So Lord, I ask you to, to show us, show me if there's someone I have to forgive. Show me if I need to forgive myself. Perhaps you're blaming somebody for killing a dream. when all the time it's been a spirit of strife that's choked out God's blessing. You know, just this morning, just say, you know, I don't have to go out of here in that same way. I can just release and I can forgive that person by an act of my will. Am I ever going to feel like it, Pastor Karen? No. But by an act of my will, I can release that person I can release that resentment and I can say sorry, God, and fellowship between me and Holy Spirit can be fully restored. And I just step back in. I repent and I step back in. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for ministering to each heart. Each heart, no matter what it is, no matter what that situation, no matter what that person God, for those that have been hurt, hurt deeply by other people, or hurt deeply by that one that's so close to them. God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. That as they release that hurt and that resentment, that bitterness, God, that, that they'll receive that healing in their heart. They'll not be tormented anymore, God, when they try to sleep. They'll not be waking up early or waking through the night, but they'll just, their sleep will be sweet. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for faith working in every heart and in every life. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that we're doers of your word. Doers of your word, not hearers only, doers of your word. And we thank you, Lord God, if we're here today and we have no ill, we've not had anything to deal with in our heart, we know that this word is a reminder because very quickly someone will hurt us. Very quickly a situation, a circumstance can arise. But I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us the way to deal with it in your word. I thank you that we are releasers, Lord God, that we are people that can get with others. And we can, we can just say, look, I forgive you. or We let that forgiveness flow. Hallelujah. I thank you for everything that you have for, for us in our individual lives, in our families, in our homes in our jobs, in our careers, in our businesses, Lord, in this house, Father, the steps going forward. I thank you, Lord God, that we operate in a greater measure of faith and nothing can hinder us as we do your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. 
We look to God that He will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.